Hey, how we doing? I'm back after a long break, so here we are with a new episode of the Save Room Podcast. Now, I do hope that you're all kind of keeping well and keeping safe and all that. And, you know, that you're doing everything you can to look after your physical and mental health. Oh, your emotional health as well. Let's not forget that. So, to explain what's been going on and why I'd been away for so long from doing any episodes for a bit. Um, I took quite a blow emotionally going back a couple of months ago and I just needed that time to kind of recuperate a little bit and just kind of process what had happened and also just to um, kind of work on being me again and just do the things that make that make me happy so I've just been visiting well not even visiting friends hanging out with friends playing a few games I went to the movies at one point um, then I started taking photos again getting involved in more gigs um, I took I took I took a lot of photos for the Pride Festival going back about two weeks ago I also took photos there Sunday for a gig called Monkfest and Monkfest was actually a really good event it was it was a charity event so it had bands like Fraught it had Slung from a Tree Mallbearer and Tombs and I wasn't familiar with the first and the third band but Slung from a Tree and Tombs who would be very big local bands in the doom slash stoner doom metal scene were unbelievable as always and they always put on a really good show and you know to know that they were one of the to know that they were some of the bands involved in the charity is a pretty big thing and it just goes to show that like people in the metal scene do have hearts and they are good people despite when anyone else decides to tell you about them it is absolute dog shit if you hear that they're just bad people, that they're always depressed under the trees and all that shit, and they're just angry all the time. Fucking lies. Don't, the charity event should should be proof that they're not bad people. No, like, no one in the metal scene is a, is a bad person, but you will get the odd prick every now and again. And, you know, a shout out to all those bands that performed in it was just really really nice to see and it was such a great event I mean it was packed John you have and you have like avid fucking metal fans anyway and it's not more I can say to that only just a shout out to the lads in Slunk from a Tree and shout out to the lads in Tombs if you're listening to this it's gonna be me saying unbelievable work and well done again so that's what was going on with me for a while and I just needed to kind of calm myself down but like taking photos and all that stuff is just really therapeutic for me and you know getting to be able to talk about how I feel with other people and I'd I'd strongly advise you talk to people lads because it does work and it does kind of take the weight off a little bit but like the one thing I'd advise you not to do is like fair enough you're trying to get rid of all that weight but don't dump it on someone else all the time because like you can talk to them they can help you they can support you but like it's not something that I'd recommend you do to someone all the time because they have their problems too and it's just like it's respect for people at the end of the day and yeah just 
If you want to talk about something, talk about it. If it's bothering you that much and if you're hurt by something, talk about it. Because when you're talking about it and you're letting out all, and you're letting out all that stuff, it it stops you from kind of acting out and not finding a really positive nor constructive means to deal with your issues. So I just say, look, get it out there as much as you can, but don't say it too much. Well, not even don't say it too much. It's like just don't kind of drop it on people because you never know what they're going through, and it's just best to respect their wishes as well if they just want to do things that are best for them like you want to do things that are best for you you know there has to be an understanding there as well and you know those who those who understand those who understand the situation will will just kind of step back respectfully and let you do your thing and if there's anyone that doesn't understand and they want you to be there from the 24 7 it's just like okay you're not good for me bye but anyway, um, it was it's just kind of what I needed and I had to take that time away for so long and I'm genuinely sorry about the long wait for new episodes. This is the newest one I'm doing so far and I hope that there'll be more like this again and I will be getting guest spots back as soon as I can and I'm hoping to do another live stream special. I have someone in mind and this and to have these guys in mind is a pretty big deal and I just want to know that well, not, the, not even that I want to know. I just hope that they agree to it when I ask them. So, that's that anyway. But, like, look, I'm back in the game again doing this home episode. And I'll be doing more guest episodes as soon as I can as well. And, like I said, a live stream special just to make up for all the time lost. So, that's that. And now, I came to talk about things that are very resident evil related as well um first off i'm going to start with this uh charlie kraslavsky who was the original chris redfield in the original 1996 video game resident evil is actually reprising his role after 26 years and that's a very big deal and it's part of an independent movie that's been made. So a lot of the Resident Evil fans are going to flip their lids. Myself included when this comes out. I don't think there's any specific release date for this independent movie just yet. The only thing I do know is like there are there's that project and there's another project in the works that he's also involved in. Another Resident Evil related thing. And this one the second involved this yeah the second project is called um keeper's diary of biohazard story so they've literally made a live action movie of all the events in the keeper's diary so they're pretty much just bringing that to life telling the story in such a way that you actually see how it all happened from the filmmaker's point of view from that character's point of view and john this is another one that's going to be absolutely fantastic to see now the project where Charlie's playing Chris again and this other project that he's involved with, they're both called Keeper. So it's kind of, they both have the name Keeper in them. I don't know what's going on with this first project where he's playing Chris again, but I know that he's playing the Keeper in the Keeper's Diary, the independent movie that's coming. Now, they're both independent movies, but like, it's just going to be good to see a different take on the keeper's diary and it's set back in 1998 it's keeping within the game's lore and it's just as i said it's a 
fucking head trip. And I cannot wait for this because, Joe... I grew up with the Resident Evil games. Now, I didn't play Resident... No, the game Resident Evil 2, the original, came out on my 10th birthday. I never actually got to play it until I was like 11 or 12. I used to watch my older brother play it when we had it. But now that there's, e there's an even bigger reach for like Resident Evil fans and stuff like that, looking for something that's canon, that's true to, th that's true to the lore, that's even expanded upon the story a little bit properly anyway so there's going to be that and there's all and i think in the first project where charlie's playing chris eric Pirius and gregory v smith are also involved now eric Pirius was the original albert wesker in the original resident evil game and gregory v smith was barry burton in the original resident evil game so it's just those like it's the little live action segments where you'll spot where you'll spot them there's actually there's actually a video that Eric Perry has put up where they're playing the original Resident Evil game to kind of look over, get a feel for the source material because I think that they, aside from being in the game, they never actually played it themselves. So they take that, so they took that time to get around to it. They took that time to kind of learn a little bit more about it learn a little more about the characters and stuff like that and that's a really good thing because you know that they're dedicated enough to actually put the work in for something like this and it's a really 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 cool thing to see and as i said i cannot wait to see them now the keepers diary one and the other one the first one that i mentioned there's no specific release dates for them yet but hopefully we'll know something in the next couple of weeks and when they're going to be on and when and if they're going to be on YouTube or anything like that. Because that would then, if you have, there'll be that much of a demand for it. I'd say that it will be put to YouTube. So, yeah. That's going to be unreal. Now. The live action Resident Evil TV show that is on Netflix. You can believe me when I tell you that I have fucking nothing good to say about it. It was absolutely terrible. I mean, this thing is a glorified dumpster fire. Okay? This is something that, like, they disregarded 90% of the game's lore. They just threw in little snippets of the game's stories and tried to pass it off as canon, and it didn't fucking work. They threw in characters that made no sense. Like, no sense to the point that they never should have fucking been there. If they were going to do something that was canon to the games... They should have carried it on from one of the main characters' perspectives again. Like, maybe Chris or, like, even Jill. Because we haven't seen Jill since Resident Evil 5 and you didn't actually get to play as her much. Un except for a DLC that she's involved in. And other than that, that was it. I've never seen any other involvement of Jill, only that. But, like, I think there should be something properly done. That's wishful thinking. Where one of the main characters was involved again. Like the two characters that they had who would have been the two main ones. Which would be Billy and Jade Wesker. Which are meant to be the daughters of Albert Wesker. That was a fucking terrible idea. It was just downright fucking stupid. On top of that, what they re like if they were going to do anything about Wesker children. What they should have done was... do something that was related to Jake Mueller who's Albert Wesker's son 
and like tell a little bit about his journey and if there was anything umbrella related that you could fit him into he could have been working for umbrella he could have been fighting against umbrella he could have been doing anything or just taking down a few bow's as it, as it were but i think like having jake Mueller in that it was going to be another kind of action orientated thing again and i don't think a lot of the fans want that they want something that's very uh survival horror related but we didn't get it with this new tv show and like a lot of people said oh it's going to be great it's going to be great. i knew it was going to be bad from the fucking start now i will admit that there's a part in episode four where you be towards the end of episode four where it kind of picks up the pace a little bit where they mentioned the death of wesker in 2009 i was like oh cool we're getting somewhere episode five they dropped the ball completely and it was fucking bad like i've yeah as i've said this thing was a glorified dumpster fire why anyone bothered with it i'll never fucking know and now they're trying to renew it for a second season and bring in lady dimitrescu from resident evil village now how the fuck they're gonna manage that i have no idea like why would you even bother how in the hot pipe and fuck is that ever gonna happen like i don't know i feel like razor fist where he just where the where there's that little 10 second segment of him just like spinning around on his chair with his middle fingers up shouting the words fuck you i was right that's exactly how i feel right now like i like that was the most deplorable thing i have ever seen and why i ever bothered my balls with it i'll never know I guess I was just hoping for something where I could like get a few easter eggs to a few other characters. Now there is one, and I won't say where, should you decide to watch it yourself. And if not, tr if you decide to watch it, just be prepared, that's all I'm going to say. And if you're one of the diehard fans that chooses not to watch it, trust me, you're making the best decision of your life. I couldn't even fucking cope with it, I just cannot do it anymore. But look, on the game side of Resident Evil... There's actually some pretty good stuff going on. One is that the remake to Resident Evil 4 was announced. Going back some time ago. I think it was back in June, I think. And it's going to be released on the 24th of March of next year. And it's done to the RE engine. This one is going to be more horror focused. So you can, and you can tell from a lot of the gameplay trailer that it's going to be very dark in scenery. Possibly very dark in... Um, probably a darker story even like I know that even from the snippets that Louis Sierra is back in this game again Ashley Graham is back in this game again now we know how annoying she was in the original RE4s like you're babysitting some you're babysitting a character that's just constantly calling your name you're just kind of like can the Ganados just kidnap this character and just let me go on but unfortunately we don't have that luxury Ada Wong is going to be back in this because there's a snippet of her. Now, the only character I haven't seen yet, and I don't know what's going on, is Krauser. Now, there's a lot of rumors saying that he won't be in this game. But I'm kind of hoping that he will because Resident e like there's the rivalry between Leon and Krauser was actually a really good um, rivalry. And <clears throat> it'll just be really good to see, to be quite honest with you. But what else is there? Oh, yes. And there is the gold edition to RE Village. And this one's going to be coming with 
a lot of downloadable content one of which is a dlc story called um the shadows of rose where you're playing as ethan winter's daughter rose and this one is going to be all third person and it's going to i know that there's a segment where it's going to be going back where it's where it's going to be her going back to the village and going back to the castle and I think she just wants a shot at being having a normal life because like she has all these she has all these powers and she just wants to be a normal human being and I think that's what she looks for. Now, this is gonna be years into the past, so Chris is somewhere in his sixties. Sixty-three, most likely. So Yeah. It's just gonna be fucking amazing and i cannot wait for that dlc to come out there's also three new playable characters for the mercenaries mode and those characters are chris redfield lady dimitrescu and heisenberg now heisenberg is actually one of my favorites in village joe he's and he's voiced by neil newbin who actually had involvement with resident evil as well he voiced nikolai in the remake to resident evil 3 like, even Nicole Tompkins, who voiced Jill Valentine in Resident Evil 3, she was also one of the daughters of Dimitrescu, who would have been, like, the first boss in the game. But, yeah. Anyway, moving on. And the, ori- like the original story of the game itself, like, Ethan Winter's story, is all going to be in third person. But I think, you like, for that to happen, you actually have to download that. So it's not something that they're going to give to you straight away because, like, oh, you won't get the option until you, like, download it, I believe. And I think, like, hopefully you can integrate it with the original game and stuff because, like, you have you have all that content and you have all that stuff that's going to be there as well. So that's going to be awesome. Um, Yeah, so what else? That is Resident Evil related or any kind of game related stuff. I actually can't tell you. Actually, I have been listening to a lot of the music that was involved in the live-action TV show. Now, I'm not the biggest Billie Eilish fan, but that Oxytocin song was actually pretty good. On top of that, two songs that were on that show were involved, and one is by Ghost. It's called Faith, and it's actually from their third album. Or the, it's the... No, it's not the third album. It's one of them anyway. But... Yeah, it's their fourth album. So... That was on... That was on... That Resident Evil show. Uh, Into Dust by Mazzy Starrett, which is another great song. That was on that show. And I couldn't actually fucking believe that they put that in. Because when I heard it first, I was like, it can't be. And I listened closely and I was like, oh, fuck, it is. Couldn't... Like, it was unbelievable to have that on the show. Like, it's like the Judgment Night movie and the other Resident... Like, the first two Resident Evil movies. It's like, where the movies fail, the soundtrack succeeds. Because you have some absolute fucking bangers on those soundtracks. So... Yeah, like, I didn't expect much from that TV show, unfortunately. Because there wasn't much that was offered. They changed way too much about it. And it was this constant jumping back and forth between... Uh, new Raccoon City, which is fucking stupid, and then it moved into like where the world had already ended because of a T virus outbreak. 
Like, it just didn't work. And they'll they'll try and constantly defend the fact, like, oh, this is canon to the games. No, it was not. As I said, 90% of the lore was disregarded and they just threw in some little snippets from the stories and just and tried to pass it off as canon. It just did not work. It never will work. And until we get a proper adaptation, it was never going to work. Now, the only proper adaptation in my eyes was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City because people could say what they like about that movie. I actually loved it because it was the closest thing we ever got to the source material. Yeah, bits and pieces were changed. Barry Burton wasn't in it. Leon looked completely different and was portrayed a different way than he was to the games. But I suppose when they cast Leon like when they cast Leon and they made Leon out to be a completely different character, I think that it worked. Because for the time you needed a comic relief character, and this movie was set in 1998, which was the original timeline as well. And for the time it worked, they I won't say they no, to say that they dulled him down was different. They made Leon a more realistic character in that movie. It was like, I just didn't have a problem with it at the time. But like, there was so much more in the TV show that I had a problem with. Like, it actually bugged me. And it just didn't suit me at all. Um, Yeah. But I suppose, like, be- like I suppose, in those regards, beggars can't be choosers. And Constantine films have a fucking history of destroying those movies. Like the film franchise was absolutely bad. Now, in fairness, as I said, Welcome to Raccoon City was actually really good. If you want anything closely related to the games, look at the CGI movies, you and the CGI TV show that was released on Netflix, which is actually a whole lot better. Now it's four episodes and they're like twenty minutes each, so that's about. That's like the de- that's like the length of a decent feature movie, if you think about it. Also, the films were Resident Evil Degeneration, Damnation, and then Vendetta. And Resident Evil Infinite Darkness was the CGI TV show, and that was took place between Resident Evil 4 and 5. And reprising the roles in that one was Nick, Ap- Nick Apostolides and Stephanie Pincinello. Now, unfortunately, before it ever came out, I don't, like, they could never get a hold of Paul Haddad. And even if they wanted to, he passed away, which I've mentioned in a few episodes. Alison Court, they've never reached out to her anymore. But I think it would have been cool to have her somewhere in it. But look, that don't matter anymore. Because they never actually went ahead with it. Now, that's not to give any disrespect to the voice actors in question, which would be Nick and Stephanie. Because they did an exceptional job as both characters. And they brought more of a realism to the table in the games. They brought more of a realism to the table in that CGI TV show. And I'm hoping that we get a second taste of that. Because that was actually really, really cool. I enjoyed that so much. But, yeah... If you're someone that's a fan of the games and you're going to watch that TV show, as I said, be prepared. If you're someone who's a fan of the games and you don't want to watch it, trust me, you're making the right decision. I already mentioned that a couple of minutes previously. But, yeah, just... If you are, be prepared. If not, grant. You'll have nothing to worry about. Just stick to the games or those those CGI movies. You should be fine. So, that is... 23 minutes worth of an episode (laughs) coming up on 24 and 
look again it's actually this is actually me apologizing so to say look i'm sorry again for not being for not posting any episodes in the past in the past couple of weeks or the last two or three months i just wanted to do my own thing for a while and kind of heal as it were like there's a few things there's a lot of things that i've gotten over there's still a few things that i need to kind of sort out but other than that things are good and i couldn't be i couldn't be happier about it and i'm just going to be doing a whole lot more now and i finally decided to get myself a passport which is going to be a shock to some people because like what you've never left this country before no i have not i've never left ireland me yeah at my age i should be experiencing more of life and i've always had this like i've always had this thing on planes where i'm afraid of dying but as as it stands now i believe that the only fear i should have of dying is never having lived in the first place so i'm making that change because i want to take a stop to england next year because the download festival is coming and it's going to be 20 years running that year and it's going to be all weekend so the bands i'd say are going to be enormous and outrageously fucking cool that lineup is going to be unreal i'd say but i can't wait for that so yeah so that's what i decided to do get myself a passport yeah but anyway i'm gonna leave it there lads this has been a brand new episode so i've been jason o'donnell you've been my listeners this has been the save room podcast stay loving stay safe and peace out